Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, welcome back to the run dot down over here on the Strickland YouTube channel as well as the Strickland Podcast Network now. Um, as we are audio as well, following the day following. Um, I got with me Frank Barrett 119, aka Jeff. I got with me Scooter Toots, aka Doug. I got with me Tyrese, aka London's Theory. I am FBL underscore Sam, or you can just call me Sam. Um, Knicks win their second preseason game versus the Pacers with a score of 131 to 114. Um, pretty fun night once again. Uh, probably not that much complaining from us once again, which is which is rare, but um, don't get used to it, I will say. Um, I think we got to start things off with Obi Toppin, who was the obvious star of the show with 24 points in 20 minutes, including some highlight dunks, including an East Bay that TJ McConnell tried to ruin, um, but ended up making like one of the best posters of the year. <laughs> oh, TJ, <damn>, uh, <laughs> <TJ>, man. <laughs> White supremacist as TJ McConnell trying to No, seriously, like, what are you doing? Like, he is clearly winding up. He's like, I'm going to go for the steal. It's like, bro, this is the second game of preseason. Yeah, he's a tryhard. God damn. But yeah, I mean, Obi, I mean, continuing off from where he left off um, at the end of last season, um, the three ball looked really good tonight. Um, He had a couple deep ones. but yeah, I mean, I'm really encouraged from what I've seen from Obi dating back to last season. I mean, you can go back to those post-game um, streams and hear all the raving and praise I had for him then, and I'm going to continue it now. Um, I just would like to see him get some consistent minutes. I mean, I, I know we're not going to see him get like, tonight he had, what, 20 minutes, and he was able to get 24 points. I don't know if he's really going to see that much during the regular season, but we'll see um but yeah how'd you guys feel we can i guess we can start with doug how'd you feel about obi's performance tonight what's the argument for keeping him on the bench what's the argument now i don't know tyrese i want to hear you like what's the argument <laughs> yeah because tyrese hates him i know like, I, like I, what's the I, argument for keeping i hate him? everything right now um <laughs> like what's the argument for keeping him on the bench i mean he played well can't say anything wrong about it like sorry i sound horrible right now because i'm really fucking sick but i'll um, suck it up <laughs> You have a case of the Max Scherzers? <laughs> <laughs> that was low. That was very low. That was, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> talk about the flu as if his meds aren't sucking ass in this life. <laughs> Flaming no. the flu. No. Um, yeah, like, I think there is an argument for Obi starting, especially if he plays with that energy. Like, the processing, if Julius's processing doesn't improve, I do think that RB should probably start because Obi Oof, already Tyrese is really sick, man. He's saying um, no. should start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're in the Twilight Zone. Um, yeah, I mean, like, if Randall still kind of has those moments where he feels like he's mucking up everything like that, then I think the front office themselves will probably just be like, yeah, we'll pivot. Like, I think they'll give it an opportunity, they'll give it a shot, and then we'll see the pivots, let's say, December, January. But yeah, if Obi Toppin is going to fucking shoot uh, 4-7 from 3 every game and 10-14 from the stripe and get like 6 dunks that end up on SportsCenter, he might have the whole entire sports top, SportsCenter top 10 tomorrow. Like it was <laughs> He may. Good. He really may because he, he, was, he was doing everything. Yeah, it was East Bay, two-hand stuff, Statue of Liberty, all that shit. Like, 
it was it was fun to watch the highlights. But um, yeah, like the dude has talent. The dude is good. So there is definitely going to be noise. And if it, the more he performs like that, there's going to be more and more noise. I don't. Did you guys notice that uh, Brunson and RJ had the first twenty-seven points? Oh, they did. Like it, I did not. I yeah, did not they, notice they, that, but the, it it makes sense. Yeah. So when I was watching that, RJ looks by far the best we've ever seen him. Just like not even like because he's making threes, just like his size, how easy he's making the game look. And Brunson is probably the highest floor offensive player we've had since Mello, I would say. Like he's just so low variance. He's so steady. He's so good. You were going to want RJ and Brunson to be options 1A and 1B. I don't think that's really debatable at this point. So the question you have to ask yourself isn't, is Obi Toppin better like in some theoretical vacuum than Julius Randle? The question is, is what makes the team better? And I just don't see how it's debatable that Obi Toppin fills the role that they need in that starting lineup better than Julius Randle. It could actually help Julius Randle to come off the bench and play with quickly and have a more pronounced role that fits what he wants to do. He might not play as many minutes as he wants. And like, obviously you're kind of risking things, hoping he'd buy into that mentally, but I'm just speaking like in an emotionless world and you're just trying to optimize this team I don't really see a basketball argument for Randall being a better starter than uh, Obi Toppin at this point. The first thing Obi did in the game, the Knicks bench had a pretty bad lull to start quickly, kind of started pretty slow. He was over dribbling and he was just, Mm -hmm. he was, he just looked kind of like he was trying to force it. And there was kind of a broken play and Obi cut from the corner on a Rose drive and caught his defender napping and got a layup and kind of picked the Knicks up. And that's just the sort of thing Obi does. Like he doesn't, he's never going to be what Randall was in 2020, 2021, as far as like initiating and creating his own shot, but all the like little team things that enhance the team. He just always does those. He's just such a good team player. And that's kind of exactly what a starting lineup with Jalen Brunson and RJ Barrett needs in my opinion. Yeah, I'm I'm with you completely. I don't remember the last time we've seen someone create this much of an advantage in transition for a uh, for a team and just like the offense in general for the Knicks that we don't really see because he's only playing like you know 18 to 20 minutes a game. But he's leaking out pretty much any time he's not in defensive rebounding position. He's gone. That means you're the defense, like the offense for in, for whoever the opponent is, has to get back on defense every single time just to try to stop him. But he's usually beating them anyway. Cause like we don't so see it on fast. like, yeah. Cause we don't see it on camera, but like he's super fucking fast. <laughs> like, it's wild how fast he is. And you're just creating a huge advantage for yourself on the de- defensive rebound uh, glass. Cause like you're pulling the other team back and then like, you can get a faster head start. You can get them not set just because, Obi's leaking out and it has this ripple effect that Randall can have when he grabs the rebound and becomes like that menace in transition because he had one really really good play that get that got RJ the assist and it's like that Randall's excellent right like that's the Randall that the Knicks would need is just boxing out grab the rebound and go like he can't be like chef Randall that he was trying to do and it's like no it, it mucks up everything and 
but Obi is always the guy like is always the energy guy. Like it's it's such an advantage for the Knicks. I haven't seen he's he's basically a wide receiver. You don't really see wide receivers in the uh in the NBA in transition. You usually see like the singular star like John Morant literally just going through mm-hmm. uh transition. Like Obi's just he's he's doing a go route every single time and no one can guard him. Yep. It, 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 he needs it, to play it, for the fucking Giants. And and to uh <laughs> and to to add to <laughs> to add to your point, Doug, um, obviously we see all the times he gets behind the defense and scores. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first rule on defense, everybody knows, is it's the guard's job to get back. Like the mm-hmm. guard at the top of the key Always is the, the one responsible for the one who leaks out. So there's tons of possession or plenty of possessions when Obi will leak out and seal the guard. And maybe we can't get it to him, but it immediately forces a cross match and the Knicks are immediately in an advantage that they wouldn't normally get offensively. It's just, even when he doesn't score, he's creating advantages for the team offense. And it just makes total sense, especially in the second half of the season, why anytime Obi was on the floor, they were scoring at rates. They just weren't scoring when he was off the floor. Yeah. Um, I mean, Continuing with the positives, I think we got to go straight to um, R.J. Barrett and Jalen Brunson, as as we've as we've previously mentioned. Um, I think Brunson was nine for nine from the free throw line. Mm-hmm. It was. Yes. I mean, that is just. I mean, as Knicks fans, we all know our free throw shooting can be pretty hard between um, R.J. and Randall, um, especially <laughs> and come crunch time. And Mitch, and Mitch, of course. So, like having a guy who you know, besides Emmanuel, quickly. Who, who's going to be starting actually that can like be pretty consistent at that free throw line and, and get to the free throw line that often is, is pretty encouraging. Um, Again, being a steady hand, settling the offense, you know, um, there was this one play that like really got me hype. It was that and one that he got. I mean, usually we see Knicks point guards like Alec Burks come down, slow it down. You know, even in crunch time, we we've said a whole bunch of times on stream, how, they always bring in the ball up slowly and how like you're not going to be able to create an advantage like that. It slows down everything. And that's why the Knicks struggle to score so often sometimes last year, but having Jalen Brunson be able to push the push the pace and create advantages like that and get and ones is super encouraging. Um, just because we know how much it's, how much more it's going to open up for other um, players like RJ Barrett and stuff like that. So yeah, it was really encouraging to see Jalen Brunson do stuff like that. And RJ Barrett, I mean, the shootings looked pretty good. The shooting stroke mm-hmm. has looked really good from the three-point line. Um, yeah, if he can continue to hit that corner three at a super high rate, I mean, that's just like it's 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 bringing back a tool from that 2021 season that was not so much there last year. Is Brunson gonna be the first guy who's actually gonna get respect from the refs? Probably. on the Knicks right because like as much as I am not a mellow fan he got hosed his entire goddamn career because people would whack the shit out of him and no one in the rest like, no. it also helps that like Brunson is 5 foot 11 right so, like, and it's just like this is like the one time the Knicks are gonna have someone who's gonna get calls and it's pretty amazing because <laughs> I was like he's, Brunson, he's a politician dude right you hear Brunson just, speak no, it's wild because just like he had nine free throw attempts like in the first half, right? That's basically what it was. I was like, he is selling so much shit, and it's amazing, and they're giving it to him. It's great. It's it's wonderful. I am so I, hyped. I love it, dude. 
can't wait for he's also just like super he's also just like super crafty and i mean i don't think he's like a derozan or a harden in that like he's like you know doing like like cheap things to like trick the refs or draw contact i think he's using skill to put defenders in disadvantageous positions and legitimately draw fouls he's just he's just really skilled it's super like it's basically like coaches done type stuff, right? It's all just like you do your herky jerky stuff, you get them up in the air, and then you hit them and you get the foul every like it it's so meticulous and so like well it's a foul. You can't not call it because it's like it's so obvious from like how the rules are. Like it's it's something like that. And it's I, I love it, man. And then yeah, you're right, Brunson's maybe five eight, and I love it. It's great. <laughs> um continuing on with the positives. Um I mean, we we kind of mentioned RJ. Um, um, we we yeah, we mentioned RJ. Mitch, I think, has looked pretty good as well, mm-hmm. consistently, which is like a good sign heading into the season. Because last year we had the whole weight issue, playing shape issue, huffing and puffing a lot. Mm-hmm. He's and finally in shape. He's finally in shape. The hops look back. There was one play where Buddy Heald looked like he was trying to take him off the dribble, but, like, he realized that, like, Mitch wasn't budging. So he was just like, you know what? F this. You know what? I'm just going to pass it to someone else. And that's what I like to see because it it, it gives me some encouragement that maybe we might see those signs from that Mitch that we all grew to, like, really, really, like, hold to a high standard in terms of, like, our young core. And if we can have that, that back in Mitch, then that's huge for this team defensively. It's kind of wild that the Knicks don't run that basically the elevator screen pistol esque action because it's not always in it's not always in like coming up the court, but RJ's coming up around the corner, cuts around for the pick and roll, Mitch dives to the basket, and it forces you to either do the lob, like defend RJ or take away the lob. Mm-hmm. I, the Knicks don't. I feel like the Knicks don't run that enough. They shouldn't wear it like down because it starts to get easier to defend but like mm-hmm. i feel like they should use it a little more like those are some really easy buckets especially when like the initial screen by randall is good when rj is coming up to grab the ball for the handoff like it's it's a really good play and they don't they don't do it enough i don't think they do it enough you can't do it too much but i don't think they do it enough either it definitely seems like every time RJ does that, he gets downhill and has a really nice two-on-one with Mitch for like an yes. easy layup or a lob. Yeah, it's such a high efficiency play, and it, I, I, they only do it after like timeouts for some reason, and then like a few times on a, uh, on a made basket. But I don't, I, I, I wish I would see that more. Agree. You want, you want good offense on the Tibbs coach team? You're not getting it. <laughs> yeah, no, I know that's the problem. But like that's what I like. That's what I want. Just like run simple shit. Like you don't even have to run advanced stuff. Like this team, you can just run basic stuff by just screening well. But Tibbs it hasn't didn't hasn't won a uh, coach screening for the past three years apparently. Because God two, forbid two someone time, sets a screen on this team. Two time coach of the year doesn't know how to use the elevator screen. It's wonderful, isn't it? No, it's it's wild. It's it's the wildest thing that this Tibbs man Tibbs. An enigma. Uh I guess we could also talk about how fucking good Deuce McBride is. Oh yeah. Oh, I was just about to. I, yeah, I was just about to bring him up. He was he was like the last positive that I had on my mind because he's fighting for a rotation spot now. I think, like defensively, he can't be ignored. The three point shot is looking good. Um, can I mean, can we can we burn the Cam Reddish fucking 
Can we burn whatever Cam Fan remnants are left? That was brutal to Ooh, watch. Cam Fan was a rush. He was fine at point of attack defense tonight. Yes, and, defensively he was okay. And that was it because he wasn't doing anything else besides wow. point of attack defense because he was pretty much bad at off ball dribbling the it's ball almost like we knew they passing passing the ball. for three years and for some reason this front office decided to trade a protected first round pick for him i don't even really care that much about it but like, i don't care but it's just like what the hell were you thinking was gonna change they just want to take a chance honestly i think you, you take a chance on the was it future tracy mcgrady <laughs> man i'm telling you cam cam had his had, he had the perfect opportunity, literally, because Thibs refuses to start Emmanuel quickly in any capacity because he just mm-hmm. he won't do it. He refuses to do it. God has given this man every single opportunity to do it. He even went Deuce McBride a couple times last year. Like he just absolutely refuses to start Emmanuel quickly. So Cam Radish had the perfect opportunity. All right, I'm gonna make a name for myself. I'm gonna make sure Thibs remembers this performance. He's gonna remember it. Just yeah. for all the wrong reasons, because offensively that was so putrid. Like, and I people think, are gonna be like, "Oh my god, remember that up and under layup though?" And it's like, yeah. "Yeah, but remember all the other stuff that was bad." It, it's just like, "Oh, you remember his fucking AAU tape?" We don't give a fuck, dude. It's been like <laughs> five years since AAU. This guy's buns, okay? Like, dude, Big Bride is what six inches shorter than him at best. At best, yeah, and he is. He was the backup three, and he, he was is, significantly better on defense. He is significantly better as a wing than Cam Reddish is, and Cam Reddish is fucking built like Gumby. Like Cam Reddish is built like one of those fucking wacky, waving, inflatable arm flame two, two men. Yeah, he's he also like the second tallest guy on the team too. Like he's huge, and he cannot play decent. Like he could play not better than decent point of attack defense. I'm so fucking done with Cam Reddish. I've been done since he was fucking drafted, and I'm so tired that he's a fucking nick. The day he got traded to the Knicks, a part of my soul died. And when he's off the team, it's going to become back. I don't give a fuck how sick I am. Cam Fam could eat my fucking infested nuts. Okay? I'm so fucking tired of Cam Reddish. I'm so fucking tired of people saying he needs minutes. He needs to fucking start that weird fucking section of Knicks Twitter that's like, oh, he needs to start. Oh, my God. What are you watching? Highlights? Game tape? Like, that's the fuck that who that's the fucking fan base that Tibbs thinks he's like better than because he fucking watched the game three times. Like, if you if, God, I fucking hate Cam Reddish. Right. <laughs> if how would you feel if Cam Reddish was off the team like he was traded, but the Knicks attached Julius Randle to dump him? I don't care. Okay. I just wanted I just wanted that on record. That's all. Works for me. It works for me. <laughs> I just need that on he record. Just, he just doesn't know how, like, this is gonna sound stupid, but he just doesn't know how to not be the best Ass. player on a team. Like his entire game yeah. is predicated around him thinking he should be Paul George. So, like in his mind, he should profile and the way he should play is like the number one option. So, like when he gets kickouts in his mind, he's like, "Oh, it's time to go to work," and not just like time to catch and shoot. Like he got two really really nice catch and shoot threes and both times he hesitated and like you can't mm-hmm. do that when you're the fifth option or fourth option offensively and that's catching either shoot or catch an attack not catch and go in my bag and hesitate <laughs> hesitating you know like do you ever that's, that's not, that's not, that's not what you're out in there the first do. quarter where like 
Julius gave him a decent kick out with like a ton of space on like the left wing, and then mm-hmm. he just went, "I'm gonna dribble into Julius and then into my <laughs> defender," and then he dribbled into him. And no, then, that was wild. And, and he took a twenty foot, yeah, mm. a twenty foot pull up, and he bricked it. And it's just like, dude, what are you doing? Like, we talked about this before in the pod. It's like if Cam Reddish just, just like embraced his skill set, he would be literally sixty true shooting three and D wing, and he would literally make so much money in this fucking league. It's wild. It's wild. He would just be. I, he wouldn't be Mikael Bridges, but like that type of player. He'd be like worse OG and Anobi. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah. dude, you are literally a given, God-given height, and you are literally the person, like, the architect of the league six the most. All you need to do if you're six eight and then you're not a star is just hit threes and play your ass off on defense. And I swear to God, you will literally make generational wealth. And for some reason, he just wants to be fucking Tracy McGrady. It's Why? funny, though. He's kind, of, he's kind of hurt by, like, being given slightly more skills. Like, it's kind of like... <laughs> like Tyreek Given Tyreek Evans versus Danny Green. Like clearly Tyreek Evans is more talented than Danny Green, but Danny Green had a better career. Why is that? You know, like because you know, the right amount of skill. Right. He was he knew his limitation and he he found a niche. Uh Tyreek Evans had too much skill almost. He wasn't that, he wasn't able to be good enough for he was also riding the slopes. So that doesn't Yeah, there's also that. <laughs> there's a really that's actually a really interesting not like theory, but like looking for that archetype of player. Like who's that the guy has who's too much at, skill, but like, but sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you have too much skill, but you're bad at basketball. Like you're, it's it's this weird. Um, Yo, I want to look into that now. That's a really good thing, right? Like J.R. Smith. Okay, yes. Yeah. J.R. Smith actually was. Yeah, but J.R. Smith like became Smith. an elite role player. Yeah, he was yeah. like the six man of the year. Like but he years. was that guy. Right, he yeah, was that guy I agree, before I agree. the early in his career, but then he 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 embraced just shooting a bunch of threes. But no, J.R. Smith is like a perfect example of that too. It's basically like the guys who could right could be Paul George or could be Kobe. Irrational confidence all stars, I call them. Corey Brewer, yeah, Jason. Yeah, yeah, it's more than just irrational confidence. It's like there's something is there, but they're not good enough to actually. Nick, do it. does Nick Young qualify for that? Yes. Yeah, Nick Young. Yeah. Nick Young is like a perfect example. I yeah. would say Nick Young is a much better example than J.R. Smith because yeah, Nick, Nick Young, Young never oh my never actually became a good role player. He tried to so many times. Um, let's get yeah. to some comments because we're about like twenty two minutes in and oh. we got a bunch rolling in. Um, so we have um, let me see. Let's start from the top. Um, R.R. says Cam Reddish final game special. <laughs> Can't fucking wait, dude. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh man. Nemo says Randall gave me two 21, 22 PTSD vibes from time to time. Yes. So yes. let's actually let's talk about that. We'll get back into some comments. Um, keep them coming, people. But yes, I mean, we we kind of spoke about this before we came on about how like the process for Randall is still bad. Tonight shots went in, but they were still a lot of the bad shots that we do not want him taking. Like a lot of like forced mid-range jumpers, a lot of forced takes to the rim that resulted in some like free throw attempts. But it's like there is a much cleaner, like efficient way to do this. And this is not it right now. So like the refs, the refs fucking hate the Knicks because all they did was call all this bullshit for the Pacers. And then who's the only person they're giving foul calls to besides Jalen Brunson on the Knicks? 
Julius Randle, so his numbers don't look as bad as they were supposed to tonight. <laughs> Quickly gets hacked all night. All the Nick fans just hate on him because, oh, another turnover from Quickly. Oh, he's the – He only had Hulk one. Hulk. Yada, yada. Julius Randle gets the weakest calls. Oh, my God. No, I mean, I, I don't I don't feel as strongly about Randle tonight, but I did think it was funny that Randle was the only Nick getting calls. Who was hating like, on Quickly, dude? Quickly had 17 or 12 shots. Clyde was. Clyde was like, oh, Quickly the culprit again. <laughs> <laughs> yo, Clyde, yo, Clyde be watching like a whole bit different game than the whole fan base. Like his <laughs> dementia be like spiking. We, we can like Clyde slide because he gave us two rings, but Clyde, yeah, like, is, yeah no, Clyde's amazing. No, no, Clyde. We're, like we're if wrong, you guys wrong. watch, like if you guys watch wrestling, Clyde is like Booker T. Where it's like Booker T would say the weirdest shit on the planet, but like it's so fucking entertaining that you're just gonna let shit slide. Like we know Clyde is watched, but we love him. Yeah, I agree. Do you, do you remember the uh the between the legs pass Randall tried to do to RJ and it hit his own leg? Oh my gosh, yeah. he like bounced it off his dick. I was like, bro, what are you doing? Pause. Pause. <laughs> that's literally Pause. what he that's what did, he did Tyrese. <laughs> Tyrese. That's what he did, bro. Instead of dribbling it off his dick, he bounced it off his dick. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> and it was like, bro, what are you doing? You're not that guy. He saw RJ he... do it twice. And yeah. He was like, I gotta try it. I could do this. And then he bundled the handoff to RJ on that one turnover and i was like what are you doing what kind of handoff was that like and i seen people praising him and saying like oh he's able to take a back seat well it's like first off we're playing against, he didn't, like, he didn't probably, take a back seat he didn't especially in the <laughs> second quarter and first off we're playing like two teams that are going to be in like the wemby sweepstakes so like yes. let's tone it down yes. a bit on like indiana's all of bad. these like you know expectations that people have I, I just want people to like realize who we're playing first then also like look at things in stretches not over the course of like the whole game because then it can get a little foggy that second quarter i mean i don't know if any of you want to detail it better than i can because my memory is a little i want foggy itself to, I want, I, but i want tyrese to to recite it for us <laughs> i barely watched it I yeah he barely watched it that's why i was watching mad max give up piss missiles to bombs anyway um I'm so pissed about this game. So, Randall made what, like three shots in a row? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he had like seven straight points. Yeah, I saw yeah it was something like that. And it was just like, oh, he was feeling himself. It was nice to see that semblance of like the old Randall come back. They did like, no, I got this. I'm going to feel for it. But then, like, after he made the three shots, it's like, oh, you're still going to like keep doing this? I don't know. And that's what it was in the second half. And where'd you guys go? <laughs> that's right a that's, that's that's a tough thing though like god look at me i'm gonna be i'm gonna be the randall defender like <laughs> <laughs> randall defender right now only on screen what like how how is he supposed to find that middle ground you know like we don't want him to be like he was in 2020 2021 but when he is cooking per se and he you know makes a couple buckets in a row and he's feeling himself how does he find that happy medium between, you know, trying to take a back seat with his, uh, with his role in his role, excuse me, and still believing in himself and still trying to like take in the flow of the game and just play naturally because that's what you want for him. He needs to um, play like open. That's, listen, it's like, as simple as that. What player in that's the NBA? Though. What player in the NBA is not going to get busy when they're hitting shots like that? That's the. Well, I mean. See, it, 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 I think it's just a matter of how it how it looks and how it how it right. feels it's like, yeah. in, in the in the course of the game. Like the when Obi was in. cooking, it looked it didn't look like Obi was like dominating the rock. Like 
or like he was like taking like heavily like contested shots. Yeah, like, the pace they came in the flow of the game. Yeah, the pace is look, look Tyrese, what you, I know what you're getting at. It's just like, well, if I'm doing shimmies and just busting out the fadeaway, of course I'm gonna keep doing it. But like we don't want Randall to ever get comfortable do that. doing that. I mean he's gonna keep doing that. Listen, if and the, bucket, it's not going if to the be good. bucket goes in, I don't give a fuck how it comes. Bro- if it's an, and if it's going in consistently, again, I don't give a fuck how it comes. That's the thing with Randall. It's not always going in consistently. It's not okay. always inconsistently. And I then think- those those little small stretches, they get to his head where he thinks, okay, now this is my shot now. So let me keep doing yes. it. And then it has a larger effect on the game as a whole. Tyrese, I don't know why you think that each isolate. No, that's probably how Tibbs approaches every single game is we need to win every single possession. So we need to treat the game in individual possessions. Yeah. That's probably the, why. Comparing me, comp- me to Tibbs is an insult. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't, don't compare me to that slave master. That That's too far. Um, I mean, like, I get what you're saying, but it's also like in that moment. I'm you okay got to know the player you're talking about, I think. Okay, fair, but like in that moment, if he's gonna get busy like that, then okay, fine. Now, if he keeps getting busy like he did in the third quarter, that's a problem. But also, like, right, and that's something he needs to kind of recognize. Like he was in the flow in the moment in the second quarter to close things out. Then halftime comes along, you stop playing for thirty minutes. You need that you're not that guy. You're not hot the, anymore. You're not hot anymore. Like you're not Steph. You're not hot anymore. Get back in rhythm. You know what you can do. Hustle down the court and transition. Seal your seal the guy off because you're bigger and stronger than he is, and you can have easy Obi layups too. But like he doesn't want to do like it's like an easy floater in the lane. Something you know, get something. Where is get something easy? Where's the Julius uh, Randall floater that we've been seeing in the off season or the? Or the, yeah. the I even want to say the one legged threes because it was like to see those. Yeah, no, his his floater was kind of like that. It was wild, man. He was only three or four from two. Yeah, like, he, he, he actually hit like he I don't took know a lot of threes. I don't know why on. he took seven what, what, threes. Was he t- was he taking a lot? Like I feel like I have like the first quarter. The first quarter, amnesia. I think he went over four. Was he taking threes off the bounce? No, it was like no, um, he was, like, holding he took, the ball. like one off the bounce, I think. But most of them were like um, he was just holding the ball. Like he would get the ball. He was like you know herky jerky, yeah. and then like oh okay, I want to take the shot. Like nothing was ever really. Some of them were like quick trigger pulls. Some some of them were like I take one dribble, I see what I want, and then I'd like take the three. Yeah, it's like this. Yeah, but the one dribble stuff you really don't want Randall doing. Yeah, and some of them he like actually just wanted to pull, and I was like, okay, those are good threes. Even if they don't get those are like good threes. I think he had more good threes than bad threes, even though he missed a lot. So, yeah. now, I feel like it was like fifty. Oh, well, it wasn't fifty fifty because he took seven. The thing with his threes too, the missiles they the misses look very ugly. Oh, they're like bricks. hard bricks off the back of the rim that are Westbrook. Like, <laughs> yeah they're like ugly misses so that i think that's what like contributes to like the perception of the shot too because like if it's a nasty looking brick it's going to be perceived as like a bad and shot. the problem was the worst three that he took it was the one that went in the sidestep one right yep. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, see those one. are the shots that encourage him to keep taking bad shots yeah that's it's like thing. bro you can't like you can't keep doing that like i'm like respect the heat check okay then move on and find an easier shot if you want i'm to like shooting. i'm watching the randall get busy section and i was like these weren't bad shots like the the pull-up three that he made like definitely not his best shot but it went in the step back jump shot that one you, could have been you see what you said though not his best shot but it went in and that's the most discouraging yep. now he's like i'm ready to cook because i made, I made that it shot. encourages him to keep taking bad shots because he's like all right i made that bad shot let me see how far how, how like, much further i can go what i do like the fact that, like the mid-range that he did took were like closer to the rim they were like 10 yeah he is getting like, a little bit deeper into the paint with like his you know last year those shots were like 
18 footers for whatever reason. Like you're not dunking. That's okay. Like I like him doing it in like the short mid range. That's fine. The long mid range is where like he thought he was Kawhi for a season. And he was Kawhi for a season. Mm-hmm. But we don't want him taking those shots. So the mid <laughs> Oh shit. Um <laughs> God. Like the guy sitting next to me on the bus today. No, bro. <laughs> bro, kid germs, don't play. Don't play with kid germs. Um but yeah, like the shots, like I don't think the shots were necessarily that bad. Like you look at the shot chart. I wish he took more shots at the rim. But like of the two that he did take, short mid range at the rim, good. Uh above the break threes, I would like to see him do more in the corners. But I get he needs to take the above the break threes because he needs to try to provide some kind of spacing for the team. And you get the spacing for the above the break threes. So like I still think he could probably be like 34, 35% this season. Like I'm not really worried about the shot too much. And the free throws were encouraging as well. Like he made six to seven free throws. So like the shot I think will be okay. Like good enough for what this team needs it spacing wise. Which is encouraging. I, I just felt like in the first game and we're judging preseason games here, so like who really fucking cares? But like if we're projecting for the regular season. Mm-hmm. When I watched the first game, it didn't matter to me if he made his shots or not, because for the for the most part, I liked how he was playing. And that's like if I was like to make a goal for him as a fan and for what I think is best for the team, not that I know what's best for the team. But, you know, if you I watch if I do, you don't I, watch I just want Randall, I just want Randall to play games that profile well and where where we're not at the mercy of his shooting variance. Because he can impact the game in so many other ways that isn't shooting, you know, a bunch of mid-range shots or, you know, even like we just don't need that from him. I just I just think that I want him to play, you know, a game where he's dominating the boards. And like Doug said, where he's, you know, sealing his defender in transition and where he's, you know, trying on defense, where he's setting screens like he doesn't have to do all of that every night. But you know, more often than not, I would like it if I just said, you know what, like he just wasn't making shots tonight, but that's okay because I liked how he played, you know? Um, and I didn't feel that way watching him tonight, especially in the second quarter. Have him come off the bench. I feel if you're not going to trade him, have him come off the bench. I feel like that solves it's the same thing with Fournier too, right? Like it pretty much solves itself. Just like have these guys come off the bench. Like they're getting yeah. paid. I know it's probably an ego thing, but like that's what the front office and the coaches. It's like, bro, to you're still it. getting your check, bro. No matter if you come off the bench, you're starting, you're in street clothes, you're still getting that bread. Yeah, like, like you got to have the coach convince you, like, hey, be a star in the 20 minutes, which Randall can do. Randall's probably better than probably most of the bench players. Just like go fucking dominate them and lead your team. I don't know, just do something different. It's not what you're doing. <laughs> Anything. Right? I thought he's the leader. Aren't leaders supposed to be like, I got to make the sacrifice? I wasn't a good leader. Uh, let's get back to some comments. Um, all right, we we did speak on Cam Reddish. That's a one of those comments. Um, another comment about Cam Reddish. Um, had a great career. Long live Cam Reddish. <laughs> great career, my ass. <laughs> what, what, what career? What career? Um, the twenty-two or twenty-five points he had against the Bucks in that game, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, when he yeah when he was getting minutes in the uh what Easter Conference Eastern Finals. Finals, yep. That's it. Did did any of you guys see that one guy's tweet that was like, "How are we not starting Cam Reddish? He literally he Reddish he literally averaged thirty points a game in the Eastern Conference Finals." <laughs> and I was just like, "What the That's fuck you know is what? this guy talking about?" That's actually a very good point. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, 
Have any of our players averaged 30 in the West Eastern Conference Finals? No, you know that brings up an interesting thing. What if you you run the offense through Cam and Randall, and then we get Victor Wem was it Wemby Wembyana Wembyana Wembyama? Yo, I like I've never seen him play. I don't follow you guys know that I don't follow the draft. I don't know anything about this, but I was catching highlights of this guy, and he's, he's doing insane. like off the dribble fadeaway corner threes and all that. I'm like, dude, like he doesn't get bitched in the post like KP was. Bro, so like, he's an alien. Like, bro, like. We need, we, need we need to, to run like, Randall Evan two man like game. Dick, but like we as NBA need, Twitter need to like settle down a little bit though. Like, oh yeah, some not, people are dragging it. He's, he's not oh, a better. No, no I, I mean the other way. No, I mean he's not a, like he's not a better prospect than like LeBron was. Like this idea that he's Richard like, Jefferson like, said that. What did he say? Richard Jefferson said that right. He was the one that said that. Um, he was the one that said that. Um, Wemben Yama is um, a better prospect than LeBron was. Just everyone's saying that, like, this is the best prospect we've ever seen. I think that's laughable. Like, LeBron is, like, LeBron is going to be the best prospect in our lifetimes in any sport. It's just impossible for, like, people don't know. They weren't, like, alive or aware back then of just how safe LeBron was. Like, there were no questions. It was, like, this is going to be some freak hybrid between Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan. And that was just it. Like, there's a reason that they were covering his high school games when he was 16. And then he somehow exceeded his expectations. Like, it, it's, look, I think this guy can be amazing. I think he could be one of the best prospects we've ever seen. Maybe the second best prospect we've ever seen. I just, you know, this idea that, like, he has no floor and, like, he's, I don't know. I'm, well, he needs to be an orange and blue. Man. That's all I know. <laughs> Jeff, stop being a party poop. Let's just say he's going to be the best prospect. Come on. <laughs> yeah, 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 right, right. If he's an orange and blue, we're saying he's the best prospect right, ever. He's going to pull up threes from like 30 feet like Steph Curry. Like he is. <laughs> he's now nah, he's, he's insane. Like, yeah. I just hope he doesn't go to an Eastern Conference team because having to face that um, yeah, no. like three times a year or something Crest, is going to be annoying. He literally walks to the league office himself and fucking hold Adam Silver at gunpoint if he doesn't get Wemby. Dude, you but know. if he goes to the Spurs, I'll be fucking pissed. That'd be I'll so be excited. What the? I would that, be excited. Of course, you would. You live in San Antonio. Hell I mean, yeah. I, I, would San I would be kind of excited too. Bro, Why? they got when, David when Robinson, Duncan, and Kawhi. Fuck them! Like okay, no, 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 enough no. already. Enough okay, already. No, no, no. See, you're missing the whole point, right? Okay. Does he? Do you want him to go to Utah with Danny? Ainge? No, I don't. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely not. Do you want Sam Presti to be rewarded for no, his nonsense? No, absolutely not. I'm trying to think of you know who's doing the, you know the, pa- the Pacers are due. Give them to the Pacers. They've never had a top six pick well, in I mean, 30 it, years. Look, it'd also be great for us because that means we could just read Caitlin Cooper, just do analysis on uh, yeah, Wendy. There so you go. That's yeah, wonderful. But also, but, like, that means but, Tyrese Halliburton wins, and I don't want that. So. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you <laughs> want another Tyrese to win? Hell yeah, I don't want another Tyrese to win. I'm a hater. There was a play. There was, you know, that reminds me. There was a possession that Halliburton was guarding Brunson on. It was like early in the game, and he was all doing the stupid happy feet defense, like, "Oh, look at me! I want to like check up." And Jalen Brunson, like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And just like blew right by him again. He's like, <laughs> like, "What is kind of defense is this?" Like, Tyrese Halliburton is, dude, he is ass on defense. Pseudo Wudo. Really bad. Yes. I yes, that. he he is. Yeah, that is a perfect description of what he is. Like, my he. And people thought I was kidding. I was not fucking kidding. Dude, that's what he is. I think that was like my one of my first introductions to like Tyrese content and Tyrese, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It had a pseudo Wudo clip. Like, I really liked what I saw from Matherin, though. I mean, they're gonna be yeah. rough this year, but but I think Ma- I thought Matherin's good, good, man. Has anyone tried to spray water on a uh, Tyrese Halliburton to make him like 
get a little wild and attack you. What? <laughs> what? How do you guys not? I'm Isudu Wudu, and that's how you get Sudu Wudu and yeah. Heart Gold and Soul Silver. You have to get the can. That is such a Whitney. deep cut. That is right? a crazy so, deep right. cut. Right. Okay. So you got to defeat Whitney. Then you got to go to the flower shop in Goldenrod we City. We get it. You're you get old. The, right. You get the watering can. <laughs> you get to it. And it's like, you can't use cut. And then you pour water on it and it goes, shh, 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 shh. it's attacking you. And it's the only Sudu Wudu. That's a game, deep, so. that's a deep cut. Um, Nemo brings up a great question. Um, did you guys notice that Hartenstein didn't have it tonight? Bad on defense. Mm-hmm. Yep. Poor. Had a poor case of 48 itis. I was trying to pronounce that because the 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 E's and the I's there, but the 48 itis from three. Um, nothing going in after prolific game. That's a really great way to describe it. It's, it's a that. really it's a really great point. I was gonna bring this up. I didn't want to be like a fucking negative Nancy because it's preseason. Oh, no, no, definitely. My I would say my number one non-Randall related fear actually has to do with hardenstein because Uh, it's not that threes aren't going in he only took i mean tyrese talked about it the last time he only took 45 threes last year for a reason he's not Mm -hmm. like some sniper it's cool that he can space the floor but that's not how he should be used he's an elite passer for a big and he needs to like you know be dealing with like dribble handoffs at the top of the key and like use his court vision we're not doing that at all like and you can tell he's like trying to fit in trying to like leave his mark but if he doesn't get to like touch the ball and if all he's going to do he's not going to set a screen roll to the rim and then like you know hit a bunch of floaters and stuff like i know he can do that but he's at his best when he's scanning the floor and like finding cutters and like dribbling into handoffs to, to open up threes that's what he does really well and watching him tonight it just man it's so the way we scheme it's just I don't know. I'm very worried that like not about him. Cause I think he's a good player, but just that like, we might not let him thrive in the way that we should, I guess. I, think I, don't, think it, book. I don't, I don't think the players know how to play with him. When is the that, last time they, they, they didn't have any, who could pass like that? They never had a passer like that. Like the last guy, the Knicks had a passer like that was Kylo Quinn. Like we don't have, like the Knicks don't have big men, right? Who's? Okay, oh, sorry, Cantor. Yeah, no, that, that one game. Yeah, but like, I, I don't Cantor? know. I feel like he had like one game, he had like five assists. Oh, whatever. yeah, he did Ew. have some, yeah, he did have some random ass like passes. I scrubbed well, him no, from Nick's memory from did, my mind. No, DeAndre Jordan, where like he, we, we use him as a fucking like funnel stop with <laughs> I, I think he's just I, trying to like you remember that one game where like DeAndre Jordan had like seven assists or whatever? Yeah, there was, Ew. Some, yeah, was like, there was. He had some weird passing games. The oh, that was the game where like Hazonia won it for us, right? Yeah, that was. Bro, wait, that was that you like remember all the trash moments so well. He almost had a triple double one game. Dude, Mario Hazonia's a Knicks legend. What are you talking about? Yeah, relax on Hazonia, chill. Anyways, I'm giving but, uh, yeah, I I just don't think the Knicks. I don't I don't think they know what to do with Hartenside right now. They're just like he's just like doing his thing no one knows to like cut and shit because like he's looking for people to cut and everyone's like we're doing other yeah, no no one on the knicks really couldn't cut except for like obi but like other than that no one really ever cuts which is so weird deuce well deuce blew the uh the layup the perfect backdoor yes, pass yes. the heart side had and deuce just whiffed on the uh on the layup like i think it's just gonna take some time with yeah, side. he also got like some bullshit foul calls against him all game like go was it it's not gogon gogu what's goga goga 
Jesus Christ. Goga literally pushed him out of bounds, and then they're like, fell on Hartenstein. He's like, what are you talking about? I got pushed. Yeah. Like, he got he got some, like, shit calls, but I'm not too worried about uh, Big Zeke. Um, I, 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 I will say that the one thing they show Hartenstein related that was showcased tonight was quickly is already really good at manipulating around screens. Um, yeah. Nobody will ever be Steph, but I'm just using him as an example. Like the way Steph is able to like just baffle people as he's maneuvering screens back and forth to create space or like with handoffs, you know, like where a guy will run like he's about to receive a handoff and then step back, you know, and like mm-hmm. quickly already is pretty adept at that. And I could see him and Hardenstein developing own, a pretty own nice it. Team. Own it. He's Steph. Own it. He, is he should tough. be he should be the starting uh two guard instead of Cam Fam. Yeah, honestly, that that game kinda like leaned me towards like quickly probably should just start. If Maxi and Harding could start, I thought about it. I was like, if Maxi and Harding could start together, why can't Brunson and Quickly start together? And like James Harden's like partially cooked. Not so. partially. It, it's open. No, no, he's he's fully cooked. He's he's a well. I, I I saw some clips the other day from the Cavs game. It looked like his burst was just like semi back. Man, but, it's preseason. Don't. Yeah, I know. I'm taking it with. I'm taking it with a grain of salt. Taking it with a grain of salt. Like once he gets to the Philly strip clubs, it's over. But yeah, I think. Um, <laughs> I know that's kind of the thing, right? With Harden. Yeah. But yeah, I think with Hartenstein, I'm not really too concerned with the threes. That's why the um on the last post game when Tyrese said the over under, um, he will pull this year. I, I will look that. Tyrese is still he's still I standing think he, strong. I think I, I think took he's the under. Chuck. I think he's got chuck. I think he's gonna chuck. I'm telling you, he's gonna chuck, dude. Especially if Tibbs wants him to chuck like that. I think I he will. Under. What what was the what was the uh, the line set at? Um, ninety. I think it was like yeah, ninety. And he had forty something off the 45, bench. Forty five. Forty five last year. I. It'll be close. I think he get there. I think he made chuck. <laughs> and the Clippers are a way more creative like team than we are. Right, that's why I think he's just gonna chuck. He's just like any opportunity he gets, just like oh an open gosh. look. He's like, oh shit, I'm open. I'm gonna take it. Exactly. I mean, if he's feeling like that is the only way he can contribute with the way the scheme is devised, I could see him shooting more than I expect. I just hope we start to use him more correctly. I would agree. But no, I it's but back to like the quickly thing. Like, right? It's just start quickly and Obi. Just do it already. Like, just play your best five guys with each other and then just move the other guys to the bench. Like, you'll still have a point guard on the bench with Rose and McBride. Like, you don't need to worry about, in terms of those things, Brunson is can both create on the ball and off the ball, quickly can play both on and off the ball. RJ can play both on and off the ball. Like, just, just embrace it. Just lean into it. Have your multiple guys and you have... Obi and Mitch running around being lob threats. Like, I, I, it's right there. I feel like it, then you just have Fournier, like Rose, McBride, Randall, and um, Hartenstein off the bench, and you're set. And, and Grimes instead of Deuce, but yeah. Yes, I, I forget because Grimes, 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 Grimes is hurt. Grimes is hurt. So, so to Doug's point, we're going to do, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you guys another over-under. Let's see what you guys think. All right. Brunson, quickly, RJ, Obi, Mitch. Over under 150 minutes. Under, under, under. Hammering the under. Is that I'm hammering. A question. Over I'm under ham- 70. Over under 75 minutes. God under. damn it! I can't under. believe I have to move the line. Under. Honestly, put the line at like 30, 30 minutes. Yeah, I know. That's put the so line. embarrassing. Like, put the line at. 15. We know our coach too well. 
put the line at 15 and I'm probably still going under. We may be lucky to get a, <laughs> We may get one Dude, quarter. Randall might miss half the season in that lineup probably wouldn't play 30 minutes. Like, nah, there was like <laughs> one lineup that like really killed that we were talking about the other day about like, that, that quickly, played against the Clippers. Like quickly, it was like, oh, you talking about it was like quickly Deuce, RJ, Cam, and like it was like Jericho and Sims. Yeah. yeah. And that lineup, that net rating was like insanity. Did you see a I mean, those, those minutes? Those minutes were pretty small. It was like only twenty. I tweeted from the Strickland account that um, tonight that Deuce quickly and RJ, the three of them, played 115 minutes last year together as a trio. Their net rating was 30 plus 30 per hundred. They were outscoring. They were outscoring other teams by. It was like their offense rating was like 120, and their defense rating was 90. They just blitz teams when the three of them played together. And you see it. They they were I struggling mean, all along, and then RJ came back in the game with Deuce in quickly, yep. and they just immediately started crushing again tonight. And one game that I can think of from last year that really showcased that was that Miami game mm-hmm. where Deuce was, was in there, and he was causing some havoc. Man. Dude, like Deuce times. at the point of attack is so strong, and then quickly is a better off-ball defender than he is on ball. And Cam Reddish is out there like, I'm 6'8", and I yeah. have height, and wingspan, yeah. and he can't fucking do shit. He can't do anything. RJ is also better off-ball on certain guys. RJ is a weird defender where, like, he's overall good, but, like, he's not good against some guys, but he's really good against, like, RJ doesn't make sense on defense, but he's overall still better off the ball than on the ball. I would say so. Like you have two guys who are very cerebral off the ball, and then you have Deuce who is just a madman on the ball. It's like Deuce, like Deuce is the equivalent of fucking like it's just a free safety where he just comes in and just fucks everything up. And like it, he's such a defensive wizard. Like I don't know what they do in WVU, but like they just churn out this defensive gem like once every four years or so. And it's like yeah, it's fantastic. He's he's very special. Let me see on him and Dev- Javon Carter on a fucking team and just watch them like terror. That would be so annoying. <sighs> yeah, no, Is there another know. team in the league that has three guys like quickly Deuce and Grimes who can spe- specifically at screen navigation? Because. I'm starting to wonder, like, I, I feel like what they do is unique. Like, they just completely negate any screen. Anybody that tries to screen any of the three of them, it's like it's not even there. And they're just I want to say the Celtics, maybe? Like, Marcus Smart, uh, Derek White. And, and Malcolm Brogdon? Probably. Uh, not Brogdon. I can't forget. I can't remember his name now. No, he might have got traded. I'm not sure. Shit. Hey, and Pritchard? <laughs> <laughs> I thought Terry was about to like go off the deep end. No, no. I'm, for, I'm forgetting somebody. But ben, uh, yeah, was but it like, Ben Watermaker? <laughs> Brad a- Watermaker. Aaron Aaron oh. Neesmith. <laughs> Don't make me laugh, please. Ow. I'm sorry. Yo. Who's Terry thinking of? Like, who else is on the Celtics? I can't. I, can't, I have to actually look this up now because, like, I feel like they had another guard who was like decent at defense. Who like really good and they didn't play enough. I don't just well, you know, while Tyrese is you know looking that up, um, great time to promo some Strickland merch. <laughs> Josh Richardson, there we go. Oh, Josh Rich ill. Yeah, Ooh, they traded him to the Spurs <laughs> for a reason. Yeah, but I like I like this defense when he was there. But anyway. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, back to promo and um Strickland merch. Link in the description. Make sure y'all cop it. I got mm-hmm. this and I got a hoodie right here. Make sure y'all cop that. We got tons of stuff still in stock, so you know, tap in. 
All right, let's get back to some comments. We got a couple. They've they've been talking about Wemby before um earlier as we were talking about Wemby. Um, someone said give Wemby to the Kings. Nemo said give Wemby to the Kings. Please don't. No. Please oh, don't. We want the Kings in Las Vegas. In Las Vegas, why the hell do we want to give Wemby there? We can't have Wemby in uh, Las Vegas. He's too he's too innocent for that. We can't have Wemby. <laughs> we can't have Wemby in Sacramento. If we're gonna put him in the West Coast, he needs to go to like L.A. or some shit. No, we can't go to LA either. Fuck all the LA teams. I do. I don't care. I want if Wemby could get some bright lights, let it be LA. All right, James, axe away. We're we're here. I think last time you were asking questions, we were kind of further up in the comments while you were asking them. Um, James asks, do you guys like slam dunks? Um, of course. <laughs> I mean, we love Obi Toppin, so of course. I, I can't with him. Sometimes I fucking can't with him. <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah, make sure you leave some comments, some questions, whatever y'all got for us, um, in terms of you know, this um coming season, um, lineups, all that good stuff. Um, let me see, we got some comments earlier that I didn't get to. Um, Jordan Bub says, "Are you worried about Randall hijacking the offense for multiple stretches of the game against good teams?" I'm worried about him hijacking the offense all the time. That's my perpetual fear. Doug yes. wakes up in the morning. He's like, "Ah, oh, fuck, Randall." Yo, for real, <laughs> like, it's wild. No, for I'm I'm with you there. Like, cause like once he sees a couple like bad shots go in, it's it's go time. Also, Brunson needs to like not allow that to happen. Cause Brunson's like, "Yeah, man, go ahead, take the ball up." No, no, Jalen, no, you're in you charge. take the ball up. You're the point guard. Please, <laughs> the point guard. please, please. There's, if Jalen Brunson's on the court. There is no reason Julius Randle should ever be the ball of court. Enough point forward. You're not that guy anymore. Like, like never. Like, like Jalen Brunson. Well, if he grabs a rebound and there's like an advantage to be had. That's but, different. If you're talking yeah, about like that, a made shot. There were times tonight where they like purposely inbounded yes. the ball to Randle for him to yes. bring it up. And Brunson's like, yeah, man, go ahead, shit. take it up. But it's like, no. It's like, no. Like, we got to we gotta stop that. We got to stop you're that. You're making no more money than him. You're making more money than him. No. There's no more point order. forward. Yeah, I can't have that. I'm always in fear, man. He, he, he can't. Because he once he's initiating, I think he starts to get in his head a little too much. And he starts yeah, like, overthinking. He starts feeling it. You got to simplify the game for him if you're going to keep him here. And that's not letting him bring the ball up. Tony, just have him off the bench. It solves so many problems. Yeah, for the most part. He still needs to be off the team. Yes. But <laughs> that's the most <laughs> ideal situation. It it works more. It's either it's either Randall off the bench or you can have Cam Fam as the backup four off the bench. So pick your pick and choose. That's like the weirdest thing to me is I think he's far more a backup four than like a two three hybrid. I don't because he, he is the, nothing about Cam Reddish makes sense. He doesn't want to do anything that he's actually supposed to do. All right. Um... <laughs> I feel like all of his fans keep trying to put him at shooting guard and small forward, and like I don't I don't get it. Dude, I, I'm I'm in with his fans. It's wild. I love it. I love the camp fam. It's like it's like um, it's like being a part of a crazy conspiracy. It's like being part of the flat earth people. Yeah, exactly. It's like being <laughs> a flat earth society. Fucking Q cam on. It's just sick. Oh my gosh. Um James Axe in all serious, what do you think of Jalen so far? Um I raved about it for two years and I feel like I'm vindicated in game two. Which which Jalen though? Jalen Brunson or I thought, Harris? Yeah, I think he's talking about Jalen Harris, and uh, I have oh. not been impressed with uh, Jalen Harris. <laughs> hey. Well, he's probably still off that. Respect, oh. for, respect for Montana. Coke boys. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> Jalen Harris 
looks like he's like a high school kid playing with grown men. Jalen he got... also looks like his eyes are about to like pop out of his sockets. Jalen yeah, Harris got a guy in his beard and he's light skinned. I'm so confused. <laughs> how, the fuck is, how the fuck is Jalen Harris catching strays right now? Leave the guy alone, man. Like he's trying. Come why, on, guys. Why are you defending <laughs> Jalen Harris, man? <laughs> Poor guy's fighting for a roster. Jeff, spot. did you know who Jalen Harris was before? I absolutely did not, but I wouldn't have <laughs> said it. I would have said it. Get out of here. He looks like right, James is talking about Brunson. He, oh. he but no, Jalen Harris look like a Tyus Jones variant. Like honestly, Jalen well, Brunson's of, that, Jaylen Brunson of him, that dude. I'll tell yeah, you that. Brunson. Like, that I dude. like Brunson. Tonight, I liked what I saw from him um, in terms of like the defense, um, the that and one. I never seen Jalen Brunson show emotion before, but like he screamed like and one, and I was just like, uh, okay, I like this. Yeah. Ooh, he's ready. He's he's that he's the guy, man. Tell, he's ready to embrace you, New York. All star year this year. He 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 will be. I think I think I, I would I would make the bet. I don't know what the odds up, are. He's making up the sense for missing out on Fred VanVleet. Um, yes, but he yeah. could be better than Fred. He is better than Fred. He's he's better than but, fucking that fucking loser in in Cleveland. Um, he's better than your Seth fellow Mets fan brethren. No, I'll talk about Garland. But, um, um, He's, well, he's, also, he's, he's also better than Donovan Mitchell's. Like, who's he kidding? He, he, he's better than that fucking loser in Charlotte. He's better than that fucking loser in Sacramento. Fuck the and Fox. I had to throw that in there. Yeah, um, sucks. Exactly, but I just have to throw that in there. That be, better than that hurt dude, loser in OKC. Dude, when all the Knicks fans wanted us to trade, inc- including Prez, by the way, and I love Prez, but Prez was like, oh, rim gravity. And I was like, dude, Fox is like what I felt like I was in like Bizarro World. Everybody wanted Fox, and I was like, he's never. Yeah, that was every time a point guard becomes available on the market. Like Knicks fans, like absolutely lose their. I I literally had a poll out. Take off their clothes for them. I had a poll out, and I was like, "Do you want Fox for four one thirty three, or do you want Brunson for four one hundred? And people were like, "What the fuck? Why would you pay Jalen Brunson a hundred million dollars? And now what is he making? A hundred and four. Like, and and now everyone has like rationalized themselves and like they're like oh fighting Jaylen with Brunson other fan bases really saying how this is a good. reasonable contract. I I've, I've never understood like the Brunson skepticism because there was Brunson skepticism from like not even just like fans but like he even saw like some of like the media too. It's like he was one of the best college players, right? Like he did that and he worked his way up into the Mav the Mavs rotation and he was at point like their best player last year when Luca was out, right? Like without question. And he was clearly their second best player. Like he's really good. I I don't understand. Like he's really good. He makes all the people become shots. really like, hesitant when it comes to someone in orange and blue. It's just wild. Like he's really really good, and he's going to be really good again. James says, "Well, Mateen Cleves was good in college. Who? I wonder. I wonder how many people know that." Eh. And obviously, this stuff can be misleading. But I wonder how many people know that the Mavericks last year were better with Brunson and without Luca than vice versa. Preach! Like I did. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't. I mean, I, I was. A, yeah. yeah Tyree Shudi and either liar. I fucking. <laughs> I had liar. every argument in the book for fucking Jalen Brunson. You're right. I'm lying about this one. But like, yeah. <laughs> He's just a really good player. Like Doug was saying, that's, that's all I was saying. He's, He's really good. Yeah. He, he uh, all right. So fucking good. One point that Jeff does, I mean, that James does bring up in the comments that I do want to bring up is, um, yeah, more long-term concerns. Like we have him instead of IQ. Is that okay? I I think so. IQ should be starting next to him. 
With a different yeah, coach, it, it would, in, it would, a, in an ideal world, coach. yes, he starts or, next to him. Or you just have him at IQ in the uh, the Manu role. A six man that plays like basically starter minutes. Yeah, and you just have him like J.R. Smith did with for us in 2012-13. Which is why like if, if Grimes starts, I'm okay with that because I'm yeah, like, there's also like I think it was Schwinn this uh this morning in the Discord, guys. If you're not a patron for the Strickland and not in the Discord, you guys are missing out. Um, links to everything in the description. Yeah, Schwinn was like Tibbs thinks he's uh Kirk Heinrich, and I'm like he's right. Because Tibbs loved Kirk Heinrich, and he used quickly exactly like Kirk Heinrich. So it's like the gift and the curse. So it's like Tibbs probably loves quickly, but, but he thinks he's Kirk Heinrich and not like, you know, a like, better player than Kirk Heinrich. Yeah, it's wild. Like, it's that's what I think. Is, I was like, that's probably the best theory proposed. Like, what Tibbs' relationship with IQ is. It's like, yeah, he loves him because he thinks he's fucking Kirk Heinrich. It's insanity. Doug, when you said the Manu role, you mean the Derrick Rose role, right? No, the Manu role. No, because like Derek Rose wasn't really playing starters minutes. As, like, because Alfred Payton was so bad. That was the problem. Yeah, like I just, I just think Tibbs is going to run Rose into the ground again this year. Like, that's just what we're going to see until. Oh, that's end. why he's not playing him that often in the preseason. He's saving yeah, his minutes it. for the regular right. season. He's saving him. It really is it. He's like, oh, I know you're good. We don't, we don't even need to pretend. Like, you're, yeah, you're... yeah you, you know what you're, you know what you're getting into this year. <laughs> yeah, oh. I do think Rose, by the way, to his testament, I, I hate throwing. It's like Burks last year, you know, like we said it every post game seemingly. It sucks slandering Burks. He was such a good guy. He was such a good Nick. Like, and it was just like we weren't even really slandering Burks. It was just like we were slandering the decision of Tibbs to of misuse him. him. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's the same thing with Rose. Like, but to his testament, I've really loved how he's handled these first two preseason games in the sense of he's really like gone out of his way to let quickly and deuce kind of run the show when they're on mm-hmm. the floor. And let them use these minutes to like up initiation reps and get more comfortable with like Hardenstein and stuff. And that takes a lot of like first self-belief, but also like understanding that the team is going to go further than just what where he can take them. And like other people need to improve. So, I mean, he could be like, oh, I'm only going to play six minutes tonight. So I'm going to go after it these six minutes. But I feel like he's making a very clear uh, point to like make sure even when he's on the court he's making his teammates better by not dominating the ball as much and i've really appreciated and the people were mad about that they're like why are you letting rose cook and rose is like dude i'm 33 i can't cook like that no more and that kind of goes to virgil's question shout out to virgil who asked how did rose look which we just answered um enough to justify Thibs over reliance never never <laughs> never no but like rose is fine like rose you know you know you know what you're gonna get from him like yeah. a playoff contender should know what they need to get for him and trade us as first, so they can. Yeah, I don't. It's like how haven't the uh, how many playoff contenders Lakers, are there going to be this year though? How haven't the Lakers get, given up their stupid pick for Derrick Rose? I feel like it's right there. But they got Patrick Beverly, bro. Oh yeah, they do. Have and, Den- and Dennis Schroeder. Oh, Dude, and I, Russell Westbrook and Kendrick yeah, Nunn and Russell Westbrook. God, God they're so nasty bad. rotation. They need to drop them draws for Cam Reddish. That's what they need. We just said like five guys they're gonna be in the rotation. They all suck. <laughs> yeah. Nasty rotation. They kind of ask Fee McCauley for free. And they want Yo, Cam Fee is, Fee's a, Fee's a real hooper. He's better than Cam Reddish. Bro, Fee's a hooper. I was gonna comment that that was racist, but I was slandering Cam all night and I've been slandering him his whole career. So it's just like whatever. You can't know on that one. <laughs> like whatever. You can't even deny it either. It's like the bar is like in hell, so it's like whatever, I guess, like at this point. 
I'd rather give Sweeney the uh, the minutes than Julius. Raptors <laughs> fans absolutely hated Sweeney, though. I don't know why. Because he, he apparently stunk for good. them. He apparently stunk for them, but I mean, new team, new year. Um, I mean, he probably did. Lesser like, expectations. Was, who cares? He, they probably had him playing more minutes than he needed to be playing last year. Yeah, he's great in the pre second preseason game. That's all I need to see him as. <laughs> <laughs> right? You're gonna be like the, you're gonna be the fifteenth man. You're gonna stand up and clap. That's, That's it. it. That's is it. he gonna make the roster? Who knows? I, I think mean, his yeah. he, I think his his yeah. contract is like partially guaranteed or something. I know he may because like you still like this team doesn't like you always need shooting. I feel like if you're just gonna like have some guy straggling around, it's just like just keep the shooter. He's six yeah. seven and can shoot. He should make the roster. But he's gonna like make it over like fucking Archie Diacono, right? No, Archie. Archie no, they're Archie. both gonna make it. <laughs> no, 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 Archie. Listen, man, Archie Diacono. Which, he's a thib staple now. It's, he's, he's, he's a Jalen Brunson. He's a Jalen Brunson bone. Oh yeah, that's oh, exactly yeah. why we got that's him. They're best yeah. buddies. He was, he was there last Did you year. see the way they were hugging on each other? They're like, they're, they're, they're like fucking fiance. Man, huh. like it was either Eric Pascal or De- or Ryan Archie Diacono, and you got Ryan Archie Diacono. So it was Archie Diacono. Those guys are like brothers. Next but, is fucking yeah. McCall. I mean, he should have been on the team already. We're we're getting him though. It's okay. When the Suns go to shit, we're getting McCall. Now we need uh we I need, need it like I need ear. We need Aiden and uh Booker. Who gives a fuck about Aiden, bro? Don't get me started with DeAndre fucking Aiden. He's man. better than Mitch. He's not two times better than Mitch. He's That's like he's three. T- you're right. He's three times better than Mitch. Oh my god, DeAndre Aiden plays softer than fucking soft cream, soft serve ice cream. I don't want to hear shit about DeAndre Aiden. Dude. Soft serve ice cream. God, oh, man. Yeah, he's pretty soft. He's a fucking Gross. bohemian chocolate shake. Like he's just sweet hey, and hey, fucking. Relax there, dude. Terry, you should not be uh, the. You, you like him or like you I'm hate like him? No, chocolate <laughs> suck. Well, I mean, it's up to interpretation for other people who are listening Listen, right now. He's just he's. They might hear you say chocolate shake and they think you like he him. He is the Pillsbury Doughboy of fucking NBA centers. Okay, everybody mm-hmm. is poking him. I'm pretty sure that's Eric Pascal. He's the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> Doesn't fucking matter. Is he he's on the NBA? A, he's on a two way with the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves. Dude, why is he not on the Knicks? Because sucks. we didn't. We no, didn't we need him though, because we we should reunite the Villanova team. That's what I'm saying. There's oh we're gosh. missing. There's there's another guy we're missing. Josh, Josh Hart. There's was actually good at basketball, and yeah, the Portland Trailblazers yeah. want to keep him. Maybe <laughs> Josh Hart. Yeah, we need Josh Hart because we have Brunson, we have Archie. <laughs> Dante DiVincenzo. We need Dante. Yo, we need Dante. The Warriors man. got him. Uh, man, I feel like I just blacked out. Are we still listing Villanova players? Yes. Sadly. Zeke Bay wasn't on those um those championships. He was on the championship, but he went to Nova, and we had Amari Spellman. Amari Spellman fucking reeks. He's like oh, in Taiwan. Man, he's or the other. Now. He's the other Alpilberto uh, boy. My man was not in shape when he was playing for the day. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo, Knicks fans, they they talk themselves into him possibly being like a stretch five for us when yeah, we first okay. got him. And they were like, why are we giving him minutes? You fucking suck that we cut him for Derrick Rose as soon as we could. <laughs> oh no, we cut him for Tosh Gibson. What am I saying? Oh man. We are like losing it here at the end of this stream. <laughs> we are losing it. Tyrese is like in a fever dream right now. <laughs> I'm like two minutes away from going with the wildest coffee fit of my life. I don't know if you I don't know if you guys listen to the Prez. 
Schwinn podcast from Friday. I don't but they opened it with like a 10-minute conversation, basically calling RJ out for claiming his favorite rapper is 50 Cent. Oh my god! And they were they they literally spent like ten minutes talking about it. And they're like, Wait, "Come on, RJ, name five songs." This is like our version. RJ, of he said his favorite rapper is Fifty Cent. Oh my god, that's such pandering. He like, dude, that's so much pandering. <laughs> yeah, your favorite rapper is Drake. We know, we know it's Drake. That's like Jalen Brunson say, "Yo, my favorite rapper is like Pop Smoke." Like, bro, no, it's not. I can you know believe I mean? that. Like, Jake, no, it's I can, not. I can believe Jalen Brunson's favorite rapper being like Pop. Jalen Brunson's favorite rapper is Asher Roth. No, that's probably. No, stop it. He has those vibes. Come on. Oh, that, that's 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 kind that, of he has Listen, we all know the top Philly rappers are Black Thought, Asher Roth, <laughs> and <laughs> and Meek Mill. Oh my gosh. Man, like Jalen Jalen Brunson's favorite rapper is probably like Fonsworth Bentley or something. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Just something like he's like a fucking Ryan Leslie fan. I believe that. Like <sighs> That's a yes. deep cut right there. That is, that knows, is really. John knows, Ryan, what, fucking, knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> yo, that's really good. Oh, oh that Ryan Leslie. James said that's worse than Jew wearing a dipset shirt. <laughs> yes, oh man, Julius wearing the dipset shirt. That was, that was so much pandering. It was like, bro, bro, either a lot. Bro, you're not dead ass right now. Are we gonna, <laughs> now we did a pod about who's Nick's, um, Nick's player's favorite rapper. It's like Evan Fournier probably. Like I feel like Ever Forty would probably be like a pop smoke fan. Like low key, he would be like a pop smoke fan. No, no. Yeah, I feel like Ever Forty is like. No, Ever Forty is listening to like that that British rap stuff. Like, like <laughs> you, I just, can't, oh, uh, you can't see him. Nah, okay. UK drills fire though. I can't. I, I can't. I, let Ever Forty. Be like that's what he's listening to. Ever Julius Randall is definitely not Dipset. <laughs> Julius Randall's listening to fucking. Who came out of Dallas? Because I feel like all the good rappers in Texas came out of Houston, not Dallas. Dallas has like no rappers. Yeah, they're not known for their rappers. They have Erica Badu, and that's like. You think Julius is listening to Eric ba- Erica Badu? He should be listening to Erica Badu. He should all listen to Erica Badu. <laughs> Whoa! Don't cover Erica Badu now. No one did. I'm just saying. No do you one think did. Julius is the person to listen to him? I feel like Julius, to her? I feel like Julius does that to like unwind after training camp or like oh, after okay. fucking. I'm sure. I'm sure. He doesn't unwind. Julius Randall doesn't unwind. Or like D'Angelo. He's or tense shit. forever. <laughs> He's always tense. He's too tense for D'Angelo. <laughs> Anyways, to end this off on some basketball note, um, James says, I love Brunson. I just wonder what could have been if IQ was given 32 minutes to cook. Yeah. He still can get Sadly, 32 minutes to cook. On an ideal basketball team. I'm just saying, he, he, has, he has every opportunity to. We are not getting that here, though. We're not getting that here, sadly, with Dibs. I like Unless quickly one of you... in his role as yeah. a fourth his... guard. <laughs> as a yeah. fourth guard, would you uh would you trade quickly right now to OKC for their unprotected first pick? And basically, like you have was it eighteen percent chance to get Wemby? Hell quickly. yes, of course you. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's not close, bro. I love quickly as much as the next guy, but I would just if his ass out so far. I'm not saying no, no, no. I'm not saying for the number one pick. I'm saying to get odds to potentially get yeah. the number yes. One pick. Okay. Yes, I will. Lord he'll... knows we get that pick. The odds automatically, like Adam Silver is already bro. like changing oh, the envelopes. I'm... He's changing the I ping pong balls. Care. I will literally be putting quickly the car singing "Boomer" sooner the entire fucking way. Are you kidding me? Oh my God. Just Dude, I will... he... like the Thunder's pick will be like a top 
eight It'll pick at worst. At worst. Uh, at top, worst. Eight, top eight pick at worst. And so oh, no, you get, you get that, and then you also get three extra years of control or whatever. So, like, nah, Yeah, but, yeah. like, you think that person could be better than quickly? On average? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, looking at the top, I, I, from what I've heard about this top eight, or at least the top ten of this draft, it's, like, it's, it's really better good. than 2021. Doug is, Doug, is there, Doug, is there a player that was just drafted in the top eight that you wouldn't trade quickly straight up for? No one last year. Who was, who was drafted last year? Um, I don't follow the draft. Was... I don't know. Who won rookie of the year? <laughs> he, Keegan Murray. No, I mean, like, this, this upcoming rookie class. That's what I meant. Uh, who I wouldn't trade quickly? Do you think for? I know who's in the draft? I know there's two people. There's a guy named Webby <laughs> okay. and there's a guy named Scoot. I don't know. No, I mean. Oh, my God. God damn, if you talk about Terry, Terry, you take the question over. Okay, How many of the top eight would you not trade quickly for from the last draft? I wouldn't trade quickly for Dyson Daniels, and that's it. So you would trade him straight up for Benny? I would. I would trade him straight up for yeah, Vancaro, Holmgren, Smith, Murray, Ivy, Matherin, Sharp. I'm not trading him for any of those guys, dude. <laughs> dude okay, you, just, you listed Chet Holmgren. Are you kidding me? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, Doug. Do you guys think Chet Holmgren's favorite lap favorite rapper is Lil Dicky? Lil Baby. <laughs> now Chet Holmgren, he seems more in tune with you know the youths these days. I am yeah, not why, trading in Halo quickly for any of these guys. There's a guy called Keegan Michael Murray. <laughs> oh my God, Chet Holmgren, definitely not Paolo. Can't trust yeah. him. You can't trust an uh, an Italian like that. Italian. 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 The fact you said it Italian makes me know that you're from fucking Massachusetts. I, I'm allowed to. I'm allowed to say that. You can't say that. Oh my god. Otherwise, it's uh, it's racist. <laughs> All right. This is where we have to end it. On yes. that note, uh, DraftKings. <laughs> <laughs> now, on that note, um, shout out to everyone that tuned in. Shout out to everyone that um left a comment. Make sure y'all like and subscribe. Helps the channel a ton. Um, make sure you check out the links in the description, the links to the merch shop, which, you know, I just showcased some of that merch. Make sure y'all cop that. We got links to the Patreon, to the site, and to the Twitter. Make sure you're following us on Twitter. Get all those good alerts. Um, and, yeah, all that good stuff. Um, we will be back on Wednesday. I believe that's the next preseason game versus the Pacers again. So we will be live after that. Um, make sure y'all tuned in. Make sure y'all subbed so that way y'all can tune in. Um, and yeah, we'll catch y'all next time. Peace. Peace. Fuck Scherzer. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.